0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Matt fat, Matt, Matt let's try that again. <laughs> There's gonna be some editing here. Matt Fitzpatrick and uh, and Will Z dueling in uh, the US Open. We have another defector to the Live Tour. And oh, we have a tournament this week, all here coming up on Gaming Golf. everybody welcome to gaming golf uh, after that super butchered intro there i hope we have like the tens of listeners stay with us after that but um i'm jeff erickson here with jeff ritter and scott genstad gentlemen how we doing
2: i mean look our legion of fans will forgive the butchered intro just as brooks kept his legions of fans will forgive him for the press conference last week i think it's the same the same principle applies you know True fans, they forgive, they forget, they move forward. So you're putting me on the level of a hated, but Brooks Kepka. Thanks. I love <laughs> I'm not- you dra- You did draft him for your fantasy team too. So I, mean, I you did kind I, of align I, I yourself. I price
1: enforced him too. And that was the thing. I don't even like him. That was the worst part about. it. I was like, eh, at least I'll, he'll be contending in majors. I don't even love him, but come on. He, he, he's Brooks. He's going cheap. Yeah. So bad.
3: You got a, you got a miscut in two 55ths in the uh, three majors for your price there.
1: I know. Nailed it. Nailed it. I think he got a second and one tournament this year and that's it. That's the list.
3: It's all right. My price enfor- enforcing was on Dustin Johnson, who I would like, I didn't really want, but I was like, Oh, at the price it's DJ. He wins every year. And uh, yeah, same boat as you.
1: Yeah. We're, we're having great years, great years. Yeah. Um, so let's start with that. I know we'll talk us open here in a second, but Brooks Kepka just left for the live tour. Abe answer left for the live tour. You know, they're starting to creep towards relevancy and players defecting over to
2: the other tour now, huh? Well, Kepka was 19th, I think, in the world, and answer's 20. So you've just plucked a couple top 20 guys. That's that's big. I mean, Kepka four, you know, four-time major winner. Answer hasn't really done much in majors, but he's a tour winner. It just yeah, the names are getting bigger and a little bit uh, you know, once you start to add all these up, it's easy it's easy for some golf fans to kind of quickly say, well, I'm not, you know, I might not, I'm not going to miss Brooks Kepka, I'm not going to miss Bryson DeChambeau. I'm not going to miss Patrick, but you know, you start to add them all up and this, this is, you know, it's a real, it's, it is starting to dent the product. I think it, it's, it's fun. I mean, even if you go to a tour event, you know, even if you don't particularly like these players, it's still kind of fun to watch Bryson hit a drive or, yeah. you know, watch Sergio throw a temper tantrum or, you know, just these little things that kind of happen as, over the course of, a tour event you know are, are going to be missed so it does all add up and it does it, it this stings for the tour no question
3: and yeah, it's funny you say that too because like you think about the casual fan I went to the U.S. Open last year with my wife and like the first thing she was like well can we go see the guy who hits the ball 400 yards and swings as hard as he can so it's like that casual fan like yeah she knows 10 golfers names but wanted to go see Bryson hit and it feels to me like all it's doing all it's going to do is make both tours less interesting. Like I don't think, they think the live tour get enough guys to make it fully interesting, but it's definitely going to dent the PGA product. I think we get, I'm worried we get to a point where like the majors are really interesting and maybe the secondary tournaments, what you usually like are just not as interesting. And that's a, that's a bad thing from a fan perspective.
1: Yeah. Rotowire president, Peter Shanky made the comparison, uh, I think on Twitter to when indie racing, bro- when CART broke up and it became indie and cart. There's two different tours and you had to choose which one. And, you know, everybody gets together from the Indy 500, but then they split off in their own tours. That's kind of what happened. And, it, and then NASCAR overtook them. Um, I was going to
3: say, people forget how big Indy was in those days, too. And that yeah. it really has not been anywhere near as relevant since that split.
1: No, it hasn't. Completely got overtaken. Um, and oh, I was going to make that comparison or, like, who's the latest defector to the NWO? Because that's kind of – except there hasn't been a Hulk Hogan yet. <laughs>
2: well i i don't know i mean it doesn't Phil kind of the hulk hogan in this yeah like, past he's his be, prime former champ yeah. sure yeah, yeah i can see it I, I think it i think Phil's the, bad, the metaphor bad, but bad goatee
3: in there also yes
2: yeah, yeah, so, yeah <laughs> he comes back with a with a bad beard and everything you know that was a that, he did his he gave it his best shot um how, how, much, those, you
3: guys, how much do you guys think brooks is uh, a needle mover in this whole thing like we've kind of talked before like Eh, these guys are old or um, you know, getting their last payday or not that relevant anymore. Um, is Brooks a gigantic needle mover? Is he not because people don't like him? How, how do you kind of kind of feel about it in terms of like, is this
2: the easily the biggest name that's gone over? I think reuniting him with Bryson is sort of interesting, right? Like now that now they're together. Put uh, them on the same team. Yeah, put them on the same team. No, <laughs> just put them in the same group, you know, not the same team, but just tee t- t- them off together. I mean, come on, live. What are we, you know, put. Give me Bryson, DJ, and Kepka on as a that's your that should be your three person grouping like every week. <laughs> let let them each pick one weapon, I guess, to carry with them along. I, I don't know what we're doing here, but um, I think you know on his own. Brooks Kepka is he a, a needle mover? I don't know, but I get I, I just think it's like part of the mix. You know, when you mix him into now what's already over there, well, Kepka. DeChambeau is interesting feuds are interesting in golf and so now this can flourish and uh probably in ways it's never you know it manufactured or otherwise probably you know it's back on I would think you know yeah, you're be, gonna probably see that over there
3: we talk about how you know, kind of the black sheep kind of guys have gone over there but like sports need villains like I know people yeah. don't like Reed and Bryson and Brooks but you know you tune in to root against them too so I mean, people root against the Yankees or root against the Cowboys like it just it just it's important
2: yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't even know who the villain of the PGA Tour is anymore. I, I, I'd i have to stop and think about that one. Yeah, I think a, uh, I, I will say my... there is one name. There's one like internet name surfacing for live golf. That is my favorite rumor. Like, like I have no, and I can truly say I've no, I, no I, I hear a lot of things like, lately, but this is just a rumor, but it's my favorite rumor for live golf. This is who they should get. If it was true, Anthony Kim, go <laughs> get Anthony. Am- go get Anthony. There you Kim. go. That's the best get they could ever that that's I, uh, the single best get they could do. I thought you ever. were I thought
3: you were going uh, with the villain theme. I thought you were going going Grayson Murray on us there.
2: Oh no, no. I, yes, no. Anthony Throw, Kim would be amazing. Throwing
3: clubs all over the US open. Yeah.
2: I saw I can't take I, it's all over I saw it on Twitter yesterday when like the Kepka thing was bubbling and then just, you know, just keyboard uh, warriors kind of speculating. But I thought that was a fun uh, thread to jump into was Anthony Kim the live golf idea.
1: Yeah, he shut it down because of the injury settlement, right? So he, he, so.
2: well, it was never. I don't know that it was ever confirmed, confirmed, but it was yeah reported, and um, actually, Sports Illustrated did a lot of work there um, back in the day on what was going on with him, and that was that was basically the conclusion was that um, there was something there where if he if he were to return to golf, he'd have to give up a, a major multi million dollar settlement, and so right he just didn't
3: yeah. Yeah. What what's he now? Like 35 or something like that? He's maybe maybe pushing 40? I don't know. Right. 35 or 40, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there though. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now I gotta look this up. But that, that that's that's so funny there. But all right, uh let's uh <laughs> let, let let's uh keep rolling. Let's talk. Hey, oh yeah, we had a major last week, and it was a good major. Uh you know, the course was awesome in Brookline, the the leaderboard was awesome, the play down, the stretch was incredible. It delivered. I mean everything yeah short of maybe the television coverage delivered.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, they got a lot of flack online for the commercials, but I still think, I still think NBC does a really good broadcast. I like, uh, I like the analysts. I like the presentation. I would like fewer commercials, but uh, Brookline was so cool. I was excited to see it. I just thought, i would love to see it again like let's just put this thing right in the oakmont pebble beach like let's just tee it up i, I i'm ready for more brookline i thought it was tremendous and um yeah down the street you kind of had a really cool three-way battle you know going with Scheffler, how does you know pretty much almost mortal lock for player of the year Zalatoris trying to break through again and then and then fitzpatrick who just uh you know, kind of rode the wave of the, the charmed USM and just had that familiarity and ca- that newfound confidence and length and just had enough, just never broke. So it was a great, that was a really good Sunday uh, major finish though, I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah
3: it was fun. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. You were going to say. No, that. I was going to say it was just it was really fun. It was fun having, like uh, Jeff said, the number one player in the world and two guys who not only hadn't won a major but hadn't won on the PGA tour. You know, guys that you we've all talked about multiple times on podcasts that you know are, are among the next guys to get a big win. So it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. I thought Zalatoris' putt on eighteen was going in pretty much the whole way. I think he did too. The way he reacted, yeah. But, it was really, it was just a fun, it was good to have, you know, not, you had multiple guys in the mix going into Sunday, everything was kind of grouped together, and just the, it's funny how in a course like that, you know, Thursday, Friday, you kind of see some names, you're like, I didn't expect that guy, but by Sunday afternoon, it was like, I think seven of the top eight were all, like, top 20 players in the world, and it's amazing how, on a course like that, the cream really does rise to the top.
1: Yeah, even like Colin Morikawa faded Saturday, but sneakily came back, caught it back on Sunday. I liked seeing that. Um, Hideki had a beautiful round on Sunday. He liked seeing that. Um, yeah, it, it, it was awesome. A lot, of, a lot of fun names on that leaderboard there. And our champ, Matt Fitzpatrick, Northwestern's very own. Uh, very happy to see that. But, uh, you know, I guess we can't say, you know, he'd won seven times in Europe, but we kept on saying he hadn't won before. Now, now we can't use that one anymore. Nope
3: cannot and apparently can hit the ball really far now I, my only concern on Fitz last week when jeff and i talked when you were gone was you know can he hit the ball far enough to win this course but apparently as he said online he's a bomber now i mean it's amazing how much uh, how much distance he's added they talked about his like speed training and weight training uh, i couldn't believe how far he was hitting the ball out there when he needed to
1: yeah and that's the thing needed to i mean yeah. you really needed length in this course there especially uh, those second shots coming in i mean so many times you'd see a ball left short and it'd be killer like the the par five, uh, the uphill par five, uh, number eight, I think it is. Uh, just it was such a killer if you couldn't get it. It was so punitive if you didn't get it up on that tier.
2: Yeah, and there were just so many shots like that too, where he just he had to have it. And I didn't I didn't realize he'd become a bomber either until yeah. last week. I mean, this is a relatively new thing that uh, he was able to find those yards without. I mean, let's – doesn't appear to have reshaped his body in any way. <laughs> so yep. It looks like – he still looks like Matt Fitzpatrick that we know, but um, he's found the distance, so good for him. It certainly – it paid off in uh, the best way possible for him.
3: And we always see that second shot from Tiger at the Canadian Open out of the bunker, but like tell you what, Fitzpatrick on 18, like that's as good as a fairway bunker shot in a huge spot that we've seen. I mean, that was an unbelievable shot. It
1: really was. It really was. That was massive and just so clutch too. The putt so – that long putt, too. It's just crazy. All right. Uh, let's move on to this week. Uh, you know, good. It's a good course. It traditionally does pretty well because they treat the players so well. So we always see the Travelers Championship have a pretty good field. This year's no surprise. I mean, you look at just at our top tier, you're like, okay, those are some big names with uh, the, the five digit guys. So let's jump into it. Scotty Scheffler at 11.2, Rory at 11,000, JT at 10.8, Sam Burns, 10.4. Patrick Cantlay at ten, uh, ten two and Xander at ten thousand. Jeff, we'll start with you this week. Who do you like in this tier, if any?
2: Uh, well, I mean, most of these guys are like in varying shades of hot. You know, red hot, mildly hot. I mean, this is like, yep. you know, I, I think you probably should pick somebody off this tier. Um, this is not a golf course that you necessarily need to overpower it. I don't think it even tips out at seven thousand yards. Uh, so, but I, I think I would probably take the guy I consider. I mean, Scheffler is tempting, but I, I probably would go Rory McIlroy off this tier. Just I still think uh, Burning was something to prove. Uh, the, the Live Golf versus PGA Tour thing has become, you know, a bit personal for him. Uh, he's taken on the leadership role of being a spokesman for the tour. Just really seems to want it right now. Um, I would give him the edge in this tier, but I wouldn't fault you for taking anybody in the 10,000 tier this week. They're all, they're all playing great.
3: Yeah, I mean, for a, for a non-major, this is an elite tier. I think it's five of the top ten and ten of the top 20 are playing this week. Uh, I would not begrudge anybody from Scheffler also, although I tend to, you know, guys that just competed in a major, I tend to not take the next week. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Thomas out of this tier at 10-8. Um, He was only 37th at the U.S. Open, but he still hit it well. He gained 6.7 approach. He gained off the tee. He just didn't play well around the the greens. And, you know, that happens at U.S. Opens. Didn't putt well, didn't hit it well around the green. He was huge the week before at the Canadian Open. Gained 13.1 tee to green, 6.5 on approach. Um, You know, a little worried that he missed the cut after a major last time, but he won that major. So I think this is a completely different situation where, you know, not quite the energy uh, expended in the the fourth round. So uh, I'm going JT at 10.8. I also like Xander at at a flat 10,000. Didn't hit it great last week. Still found a way to finish 14. Just kind of finds a way to get it around. Last night events. two missed cuts. I think it was the players of the Masters, so big ones. But seven top 20s. I mean, every time the guy plays well, he's a top 20 guy. Um, I know people are frustrated. He hasn't gotten the, the big win that everybody's hoping for. But uh, at 10,000, he's my second pick on this tier after JT.
1: Yeah, and that, that's always the question, too. Uh, you know, uh, Burns fell apart a little bit on Sunday. Uh, he, was, he was hanging around there. All these guys are pretty recently... Pretty reasonably good form. Kelly was kind of just hanging around all week, uh, weekend weekend there. He wasn't really uh, ever making a move, but you know, hard to discount him too. Let's move on to the nine thousands Uh and we'll, we'll start to see if, about the depth of this tier, uh, of this tournament. J, uh, Jordan Speeds at 99, Sun JM 97, Joaquin Neiman 96, Finao 95, Keegan 94. You're gonna have to pay for Keegan if you want him this week, Scott uh brooks if he stays in at 93 fleetwood 92 Seamus power 91 harold varner 9000. scott let's go to your reaction on this group first
3: i love this tier i'm not not surprised anybody everybody knows how much i like keegan keegan played really well last week he led the field in, in shot game approach last week so i know he finished t7 but like legit um lost some strokes around the green which he tends to do but He's actually my third favorite in the tier this week. I really like this tier. Um, I really like Joaquin Neiman this week at 9,600. Uh, hit it well at Brookline. Gained 3.6 on approach. Lost in the short game. Um, he's 3-for-3 three three in cuts on this course. He finished 5th in 2019. Um, hit it great at Memorial. His, uh, his tournament prior to the US Open, gaining 8.7 degree and over 6 shots on approach. So um, I like Neiman uh, in DraftKings this week. I like Neiman in one and done. I like Neiman as a bet this week. I think it's uh, I think it's a really good week setup for him at 9,600. And then I do I do like Jordan Spieth a lot at 9,900. I think he He's a little underpriced considering I'd like him more than maybe can't lay in Sam Burns this week. I wouldn't have uh, blinked if they put him kind of in the low, low to mid tens. Um, he gained last week on approach, so hit it well, just putted really badly. And that's what he's doing. You look at the top 24 rounds in his field. Um, Spieth is top 10 in pretty much every category. He's first tee to green, first around the green. Uh, he's top 10 in uh, ball striking off the tee and approach. He's like 114th in putting. It's insane that he just cannot putt right now. I think that's going to level itself out. It does, and when it doesn't, he's going to win a tournament. So I do like him this week, getting him in the four digits.
2: Well, we are aligned on Neiman. He was nice. my double asterisk uh, Ooh, I like pick of the, of the week as well. I, I like the price, I like the course setup. Um, made the cut at the US Open, but just been really steady all year. Uh, Could have won the Memorial, won the Genesis at the start of the year. This is just, he's having a breakout year. And uh, I think this is a great place for him potentially to get a second win. He, he I could easily see him being a multi-winner this season. So I'm, uh, I'm all over Neiman as well. My, my, other pick off this tier is Seamus Power, who, uh, you know, we flagged him last week as a U.S. Open sleeper. He delivered on that. I think he finished twelfth, maybe thirteenth, something just outside the yep. yeah, he was top time. Yeah, T-12. so yeah. just really solid ball striker, iron player. I think he had a pretty good putting week at the U.S. Open, which never hurts. But uh i think what you said scott is also you know guys coming off maybe an emotional a big week at the u.s open it's a little it's always a little bit tempting to go away from that but i just like the way power is trending and uh i actually i actually would fade keegan this week for that reason i think i would just go off the emotion and just deflated way he kind of ended sunday i would i would probably fade bradley off this tier but i I would go back in for Seamus power and
1: you get a little bit of a discount too so there is that uh at 91 you know save yourself a few hundred there you never know when that's going to add up after a while there especially as we we start to jump into the lower tiers uh before we do that though uh we should insert a little uh message from our blue wire sponsors
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: all right thank you for that uh thank you we are always happy to be on the blue wire network for our podcast eight thousand dollar tier davis riley 89 aaron wise 88 mito 87 brian Harmon, 86 webb simpson 85 mark leishman 84 denny mccarthy 83 keith mitchell 82 jason day 81 and jason kokrak 8000 uh I am stunned. First of all, that Jason Kokrak isn't on the live tour already, considering he was like had a live bag way back in the day. I mean, I'm really surprised about that. But uh, that aside, uh, Jeff Ritter, who do you like in this eight thousand dollars? He
2: better get over there. Those forty eight spots are filling up now with uh, yeah. like guys in the world rankings ahead of him. So he might want to, you know, if he's going to move. Might want to get those bags packed. Uh, I'll start. I'll finish with a not an unsurprising name, but I'll start with uh, a new a new name we haven't talked about in a while: Mark Leishman. Was a guy that I had flagged at the start of the year. If we pull up an archive podcast, is yep. someone I I I just thought was gonna have a bounce back year. It hasn't really happened yet, although he did have a nice week at the U.S. Open, and he's got a really good course history here. He's won before. I think he's 10 of 11 for cuts made, and at the Travelers. So just uh, I like the way he's trending. I like the course fit for him, and I think that's a really good price. And then the second name off this tier. I'll just keep saying it as long as they're going to keep giving him to me under $9,000. Davis Riley is a contender for rookie of the year. He's a top 20 machine. Uh, take him. It's 8,900 bucks. It's, it's underpriced. Uh, i just put him right in your lineup and, and go. And to, this guy hasn't really burned you yet uh, for over a couple months span now. If you just plugged him into every single DraftKings lineup week after week, he's, he's earning his price. So I can't believe he's still at this price, but I go back again.
3: Yeah, Riley. Riley was seventh in the whole field last week in shot gain approach, so he played really well. Uh, the only thing struggling with his game a little bit is off the tee, and I think that hurts him here less than the other other places. I think yeah, the the average uh, on in fairways in this week is seventy percent at, at Travelers. It's usually like sixty, low sixty percent for most uh, most tour events. So I think the off the tee hurts him less. I think it's a good setup for Riley. And again, I me- you mentioned under nine thousand. Like I just don't know why he's cheaper than you know someone some of these guys in the low nine. So I love I love Riley too um no surprise i like aaron wise again this week uh played well at the us up made the cup, but didn't play well on the weekend shot 74 75 um lost in such an approach hit it well off the tee but you look back at the week before or two weeks before that he was at memorial he played he finished second um last 24 rounds he's fifth in this field in approach 10th in ball striking just someone that's really trending really well right now we played him a bunch of weeks and he's paid off most of those weeks even last week he was 27th at the price uh, you know making the cut getting through didn't hurt you and then finally in this range, um, a little bit of a course history guy here is Brian Harmon. A uh, really good setup for him. He's very accurate, but can't hit it deep, and that's a, this is a good setup for him. Jeff mentioned the the uh, the distance only sixty eight. I think it's sixty eight forty distance uh, yards this week. So uh, you look at the last five, uh, last four years here for Harmon. He was fifth last year. Then he missed a cut. Then he was eighth and sixth. That's a third in, in twenty fifteen. Like that's five. Uh, you know, it's four top tens within eight years. I mean, that's a really good setup for a guy. Um, he's made five or six cuts. So he's playing well recently. He was top 10 at Memorial. Um, I think 8,600, uh, be a nice, uh, probably a little bit less uh, rostered than wise and Riley. so a little bit of a nice pivot there. I think he just, it will be solid. We'll make the cut and we'll be like a top 25 guy for sure.
1: All right. Very good. 7,000s again, too many to, uh, list them one by one. So we'll just go jump right into it here. Scott,
3: uh, upper half of the 7,000s like anybody. I do. I really like, uh, you're going to make a Wall Street joke, but I really like Brendan Steele this week at 7,700. Uh, just hitting it great. He was top 10 in his last two events. He was 10th at Memorial. He's ninth at the PGA, and obviously a huge event there. He's made six straight cuts for those in the top 30. Gained really big tee green and approach in uh, in both his weeks. He was the top 10, so it wasn't like a lucky putting week, anything like that. Um, you look at the last 24 weeks, he's first in this field in ball striking. That's a pretty crazy stat considering some of the names that are in this field. So I do like Brendan Steele a lot. Um, John, Joel Damon is there at 7,700. He was you know, top 10 last week. I worry a little bit. This is a good setup for him, but I worry a little bit, kind of what Jeff was saying with the, you know, the emotional guys uh, that, that aren't expected to be there. So I worry a little bit there. He is playing pretty well. He's accurate. But uh, in my second guy here, I'm going to instead go with Johnny Vegas at 7,500. Hit it really well at the Canadian Open. Uh, gained over five strokes, TD Green and approach. Just putted terribly. Lost over five strokes putting. He's made seven of eight cuts. He's been putting poorly. Give me an average putting week from
2: Johnny Vegas. I think he's a good, uh, good shot at the top 25. I like Vegas too. Uh, he's streaky, uh, but it can come together quickly for him. It's always tempting when he's down in the 7,000 range. Um, I also, I like KH Lee a little bit down here. Uh, he quietly kind of made it through the weekend of the U S open, had a nice weekend at the U S open. He won in Texas not long ago. And, uh, I don't know. I think that that price, that's pretty tempting. Joel Damon is also tempting, but he just, he's only had two top tens this entire season. And so he's just not really. Not a guy that's proven to really string it together. Um, You'd you know, be tempting to try the momentum play here, but um, like Scott, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning the other way. So I would go Vegas and K. H. Lee off the top of the seven thousands for me. All
1: right, let's just keep rolling to the bottom half of the seven thousands. Uh, how is this? Uh, how is the depth in this field? This is where we feel it. Does, do you have guys yeah. you
2: like in this part in the six thousands? Not, not much for me. I'm still, I'm still watching one of my tour rookies, uh, Sahith Degala a little bit. I, I, you know, he's not necessarily a bomber, but just a guy that's also, if not for Davis Riley and Cameron young, you know, he'd be a rookie we're talking about more, I think Mm -hmm. with the year he's had, but, um, otherwise, you know, another kind of momentum move could be Nick Hardy who is down there at $7,000 now and, uh, flashed on the leaderboard and, um, I think he still had a pretty solid. I to see what he did on. I like to know what they did on Sunday. Uh, 72 to finish 14th place. Not not bad. Not bad. So for your first shot at, um, you know, in that in that type of uh, spotlight, that's not bad either. So I I could I could sign off on Nick Hardy. Igala is probably my favorite off the lower half. Uh,
3: I think a couple names down here. I think it's an interesting group because you're going to have to play some guys down here. There's so many big names. You're going to want to get some of these guys in the nines and tens in your need. One or two guys down here. Um, I like C.T. Pan again. We talked about him before uh, over the last, uh, last few weeks, 7,300. He's made seven straight cuts. Uh, this is a course where you need to gain an approach because it's going to be a lot of wedges, a lot of short irons, just the because it's, it's so short. He's gained an approach in nine straight events, so just playing really well. He can struggle off the tee. But I think that hurts him kind of like uh, whoever we talked about before with that. Uh, I was uh, Davis Riley. Uh, you know, I think it, it hurts Pan a lot less that he's not great off the tee player just because he doesn't need to hit it as far as he to get it out there. Um, you know, just get on the fairway. There's a lot of fairways hit, hit some approaches. I think he's a good fit here to uh, make the cut. Um, I also like Adam Long he has a little, a little bit of success here at 7,000. He has two top 25s here. Um, his last six events, he's a little up and down. He has two missed cuts, but he also has four top 35s, three top 21s. Uh, he gained uh, he gained well on, on Tita Green at the Canadian Open. He finished 21st there, so the good recent form. Uh, you look at the last 24 rounds, he's top 25 in this field, both in ball striking and approach. So I think Adam Long, a guy that can flash too. Like when he plays well, he really plays well and tends to you know really make it up there. I mentioned the three top 21s. Um, so I like Long and Pan in this group. I'm actually a fade on Nick Hardy. Um, he putted his ass off last week he was second to the field in rory and putting he gained 9.4 shots putting um i think he's like a prime guy like putted his butt off he had all the emotion last week and he's due for a letdown this week so 7100 is hard to fade a guy this low but uh he's a fade for me i think that people will play him after seeing him last week and he's someone i don't want on my team this week
1: all right i like the strident there, stridency there roster build wise how are we going to build this here how are we going to get this get these fit do you have a six thousands guy to get get these upper tankers to fit
3: got a couple uh, i do like uh, lucas glover this week he's 6800 um i just think this is a good course fit for him he's uh, he's very accurate um, he hit the ball well at uh, pga and at, and at schwab he gained over seven uh, shots on approach and the green. didn't play as well in memorial <laughs> made the cut but he's made, he's made 67 cuts. He's 6,800, can hit the ball. Not a huge hitter guy, but he can hit the ball in the fairway. Accurate. I think he's a good, just a good setup here to make the cut at 6,800. And I also like Scott Piercy at 6,900. He has gained T-degree in seven straight events. His approach numbers are just okay. But uh, playing pretty well, he was twenty-first at the Canadian. He gained a six-point-three shots t-degree in there. Um, down here, I just like guys who are making cuts, and Piercy is just making cuts right now. Um, like I mentioned, the gaining in uh, t-degree in seven straight events, he's made the cut in uh, five of his last seven. Um, so I do think that uh, based off how well he played
2: the Canadian, I think he can you can work him in under seven thousand. Scott sniped me with Piercy. I would also add nice. Wyndham, Wyndham Clark, uh, another guy top ten at the Canadian um could be a good fit for this course i like like i said just trying to make a cut wyndham clark is tempting and then also just a, a call out kramer hickok down there at 6700 bucks lost in the playoff at this event last year so was that the like nine eight hole playoff yes. or whatever that's well. right. okay, that's yeah, English. yeah the, that's endless
1: right. par fest yeah
2: that's right oh. so uh you know that's the history's there uh, and the price is right. So those will be two other guys I could look at to possibly round this out. Cause I do, I do think there's maybe a stars and scrubs approach to, to be had this week. The tens and nines are uh, those tiers are just loaded. And if you can just find a few of these guys at the bottom to make a cut for you, I, I think it gives you a good chance. Yeah, F- the, 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 these, these low guys making the cut are gonna determine who wins this
3: week. It's just cause everybody's gonna want two or three guys in the nines and tens and high eights, and it's gonna be it's gonna be who can find the guys in our seven hundred. You need two of them to make the cut. It's, that's gonna who's who's gonna win this
1: week. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about two guys in the low sevens that I had an eye on. Let me know what your reaction is. Matthew Neesmith is at seventy two. Saw his name a few times on the uh, US Open Leaderboard last week. Always seems to be like a good first round guy. Like If you ever bet first rounds, I always think he's like a sneaky guy that to do that. Um, And then Lanto Griffin sitting there at 71. He's 16 to 21. And he had a sixth place earlier at the Wells Fargo. I think it was Uh, not like huge chances to win, but I think
2: pretty good chances to make the cut. Yeah, I don't. Neesmith is interesting. That I always, you know, when you start seeing these names pop up at majors, you know, that's a different deal than uh, Lanto Griffin's a guy I feel like has come and gone at tour events here and there. But yeah, Neesmith, you know, getting a chance to compete and contend in the U.S. Open—that's even if it was (laughs) Thursday—is still hanging around. Uh, That's tempting. I don't know. I think I, I think I probably still would go in that same range. Okay. I probably, well, cage Lee. that's not bad. I guess if you find yourself in that spot, lower sevens. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: I, I particularly like the, uh, like the knee Smith may just, you're looking at six straight made cuts. You're looking at, I made the cut last week, yeah. gain on off the tee, gain on approach. So played, played really gain on putting kind of played well all around. Um, He's got a, I always got uh, four top forties in his last six events. So, uh, not only making the cut, but you know playing decently well in the weekend too. Um, I'd probably prefer him over Lanto right now, but uh, Nisman is the guy that I definitely looked at in the low sevens. I like that play.
1: All right, cool. Let's skip on over to the SI Sportsbook and take a look at uh, some of our betting sheets. Uh, take a look at what we like over here. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. This is your home turf. Who do you like on uh, the SI Sportsbook.com? All
2: right, we're starting with Joaquin Neiman at twenty-eight to one. I like a lot of these guys higher, but it just like Scott and I have talked about generally, I don't go lower than 20 to one odds on a favorite, unless I just feel like last week I did bet Rory, but it just, just was feeling it at the time. So I had to put a little bit there, but right. I'm in on Neiman 28 to one uh, Davis, Riley 33 to one. I I mean, he's racking up all these top tens, top fives. Maybe he's, maybe he's just going to go out and win this week. 33 to one still seems like pretty good, pretty good price to me. So Riley 33 to one, Leishman, as I said, I I could feel it coming. Uh, 45 to 1, I like that a lot too. And then I'll do a couple guys for top 10s. KH Lee, 7.5 to 1 for a top 10. And Wyndham Clark, 13 to 1 for a top 10.
3: That's great. I like the group above twenty this week too. I'm going to stick in that group, kind of like uh, Jeff is going to. We're going to have some similar bets here this week. Uh, I'm going to take Jordan Spieth at twenty two to one. I think that number is a little bit high for, some, for as well as he's playing a guy that obviously can win. Um, if he puts average this week, I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be right there on the leaderboard on Sunday, and I, I like the chances there. Uh, Joaquin Neiman for sure at twenty eight to one, definitely a bet for me this week. And then I got a kind of a threesome of guys coming up that I, I like them all, but I only can take one of them, probably just the way it works betting. So I'm going to go with Davis Riley at 33 to one, just playing so well right now. I think this course fit, fits well for him. I think he's going to. He's kind of. Right there, destined to get a win this, this season. So 33 to 1, I'm going to take that. Then I'm going to drop down and, and go with a little uh, Brendan Steele at 55 to 1. I think he's just hitting the ball way too well for that price. You know, it'd be a tough win this week with the top end of these guys, but he's kind of the, the fourth tier guy that I think can uh, make a shot at the leaderboard. And then a couple of long shots late. Uh, I like Adam Long at 125 to 1, maybe a top 10 or top 20 there. And Johnny Vegas at 125 to 1, also a top 10 or top 20 there, too, if you want to kind of play it out. you know, Not likely to win, but I think that both those guys uh, you know, spark on the leaderboard over the weekend.
1: All right, very good. Uh, I have a feeling our one-and-done is going to be pretty boring here. Um, so let's just do it, though. Uh, I, who wants to go first? I, I made Jeff go first in SI Sportsbook, so I'm making Scott go first here. Jeff Jeff can go
3: first if, he, if he's going to take who I think he's going to take.
2: Well, I've got – so I pull it up. I mean, speed would be tempting, but I've already used him. Uh, there, just, there just isn't much there that I'm excited about, but Joaquin Neiman is sitting there open for me. I got Justin Thomas open, but I, I'm I'm kind of inclined to save him for St. Andrews. So I'm I'm gonna lock in Joaquin Heeman. We both feel it was one of our picks we immediately aligned on. I I, I want to go back through the archives. I feel like when we line up, like w- there's no preparation for this podcast. <laughs> we just figure it. We just find out who we picked like live as this happens. Well, there's no there's we, no there's no overlap. there's no there's no collaboration. There's
3: definitely preparation. no
2: no. Uh, I I feel like our when we align when we line up, it often works out well so i'm not gonna overthink it i'm gonna lock in joaquin neiman i invite you and welcome you to do the same if you should so desire
3: uh i have not used jordan speed so i'm gonna go ahead and do it this week i like his chance to win Uh, neiman is my it was my alternate it was gonna well it could be speed it was gonna be neiman uh i'm gonna go speed this week i think most people have used him i think it's a good time to uh to break him out playing well um in an event that uh you know pays well but uh maybe some of these other top top names i want for majors um, I'm going to go speed this week. I'm going to lock that in for my one and done. I just, just I hit like enter. It. Plus,
1: he's hold out from a bunker to win the damn thing there. So uh, that I mean,
3: was. I've never been the biggest George B. the guy, but that moment was awesome. When that he was hit. pretty did he, awesome. Did he, did he beat yeah. Berger with that?
1: Yes, I think yeah. so. Um, and I'm and going. Like, I'm going to trail Mr. Ritter. I'm going to take Neiman as well because it's either at least at like top, of my top availables. It's either like Scheffler, which I'm the dumbass that hasn't used him yet. <laughs> um, I guess I'm holding them for the playoffs or something playoffs. Uh, but yeah, cause I'm not like, I'm going to make it there. Um, but it's either that, and that's all the way down to Neiman, basically. And then the golfers that I've used so far, I've just got an uncanny timing to use them in the wrong spot. So sorry, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to use Neiman too.
3: Welcome aboard. It's all right. All, good. all right. So, uh, any other parting thoughts before we take off here today? Yeah. I don't know why I apologize. Didn't you, didn't you win two weeks ago with Rory? I did.
1: I did. Yeah. I did. Um, and that got me all the way to like 30th place in this pool. So, uh, that, well, there's
3: I, that. I, I give you props for, getting. Hey, anytime you get a win and one and done, that's pretty big. No matter where you are That's
1: Yeah, it, you know, it helps. feels good. You don't want to I, finish
2: last. I mean, yeah, no.
1: get out of the cellar in one of our two leagues. Um, <laughs> so I got that going for me, uh, which is nice. All right.
2: Uh, that's going to
1: wrap up gaming golf. Thanks guys for listening. As always, we really do appreciate it. Please, uh, subscribe, like, hit that like button and, uh, please give us feedback. Let us know what you want to hear more or less of. Uh, including superb intros to said podcast. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Take care.